Well, welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and Coffee. My name is Kendall McDonald. I'm the lead pastor here at Fredonia Hill. And as always, I'm sitting here uh, today. We've got a, I've got some sparkling water and Blake's got some Sonics. It is actually sweet tea that's in the Sonic cup. Blake's true to form today. I'm betraying the coffee side of this show. We're recording this in the afternoon. And if you drink coffee in the afternoon, it's not going to. Not going to end well. I can't do that after about two o'clock. So anyway, we are here and we are going to today respond to one of the questions that has come in or one of the topics that folks wanted to cover. And they wanted to hear the story of how we got to know our spouses and how those relationships uh, came to be. Now, what's interesting is, well, not interesting, none of you will be surprised that we both married way up. (laughs) And so these, uh, these stories are about how did we, uh, how did we convince, uh, these two wonderful ladies, uh, to, uh, to, to date us and then eventually to marry us. So, uh, I'm sure we have some fun stories in there and we're going to get into, get into both of those a little bit here on this episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, so as I mentioned, we are going to get into the story of, uh, of our, uh, how we met our spouses and how those relationships took off. And uh, so we're going to, Blake, we're going to start with you. Now, Blake is the Nacogdoches native and Ashley is not. She's, she's not. She's from the Houston area. Friendswood is where she grew from up. from the big city. So somehow she got here and, and y'all met. Take us through how a girl from Houston and a guy from Nacogdoches end up getting married. Well, it's probably important for us to preface to our listeners that um, we did not ask for permission ahead of time to talk about this. At least I didn't. Did you? No. Yeah. I, this is so that I may not. I may not tell her that this podcast is coming. It may just show up on the feed and then it's out there. Yeah. This is this is somewhat risky, isn't it? It's, it's pretty. It's pretty risk risky. Here? So, uh, Ken, uh, Kendall knows this story, and so he's he's getting at something here. And so, um, I told him when we we sat down that I may have to edit this for for content just to protect the names and identities of of those involved. But wow, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not, I may just let it all loose. Who knows? Wow. But. Um, yeah, so hang on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, hang this on. could get interesting. <clears throat> um, so Ashley is not from Nacogdoches, as Kendall mentioned. She is actually from Friendswood, which is down southeast of Houston, and uh, she uh, came here for college, and uh, which is an interesting story in itself that I'm not going to tell, but maybe one day she can tell that uh, how she ended up in Nacogdoches. But um, it wasn't. I guess we didn't meet immediately when she came to college. It was actually. Um, a year or so after she came to Nacogdoches and, uh, um, oh goodness, I, I'm trying to find a, an on-ramp to this story without, I, I just, I think I'm going to have to just say all the details. I, I think I'm just going to have to do it. All right. You're taking, you're taking you, your life in your own hands. Here. I, I am. Is, okay. okay. So, uh, there was one day after church, uh, we were at the hot spot in town, and it was Chili's Bar and Grill. I think uh, that's where all the stuff goes down in Nacogdoches. That's where it goes down. 
And uh, we were, uh, me and my my buddy, uh, Paul, who was playing bass for me that day at church, uh, walked in and uh, there was a group of college students that were back in the uh, back party room back there in the very back of the restaurant. Which we, we were there and is not now yeah, a party they're, room. Yeah, it's they're changing it. To go room. Yeah, it's kind of sad. But but it's a landmark here in town. So Blake's about to tell this story mm-hmm. and you can go visit the very spot. You can where visit it. There's a later. historical plaque right. on the wall. <laughs> That says this is where this event happened um, in 2006 or five or whenever that was. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I, I look back in this room and like any 20 year old, I was scoping the place out to see if there's any prospects, any ladies in, in the room. And uh, I looked in that that party room and there was one girl and I leaned over to Paul and I said, I, I don't recognize that girl. Who is that girl? And, uh, he goes, Oh, that's, uh, that's Ashley. She's, she's hot, but she's got a boyfriend. Oh and, no. Yeah. And, uh, so you're not in the party room. No, I'm kind of on the outside looking you're through those blinds. You know, it was creepy. <laughs> I was like creepily looking through the blinds. Uh, no, we we're on the outside. And, uh, I said, this is the next part that, that just makes me look like a fool. But I go, well, we'll see about that. Wow. And so, uh, so that was the first time I was aware of who she was and, um, just so happens she started doing a, it's funny how this story, there's that, that cocky attitude that I had just in, but it's also intertwined with like all this like church Christian, you know, culture thing going on. So the next part I'm saying, well, now she, she showed up at a Bible study at at the, the church I was working at and, uh. And so uh, I knew that they met, uh, their Bible study was on Tuesday night, and I held the practice for our, our, our uh, band uh, that we led for, for Great Escape, a worship service, uh, on Tuesday night. And so I, and I don't even know if she knows this exactly, but like I timed. Well, she will now. That, that practice I timed perfectly oh, where we, we would be done, and I'd be like walking through the hallway at the same time uh, they were getting out and coming through the hallway as well. And wow, that was actually the first time that we met. So um, I knew of her, but then we 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 met in the hallway. You were that dialed in that you knew that this oh, is, yeah. I'm going to arrange this meeting. I mean, I said, we'll see about that. Yeah, so I had to, did. I had to put a plan in motion to, uh, to, to make that meeting. And so uh, it really is the the classic Christian love story. <laughs> chilies and Bible study. Yeah, chilies I mean, and Bible just, study. Yeah. Those are those are two ingredients that when those when those two go together, yeah, love is born. So anyway, <laughs> uh we ended up uh hanging out quite a bit uh over the next couple of months and I'm going to leave a lot of detail out here, but um eventually we started dating and uh got married a couple of years later. Okay, so I think that's interesting that all that all that hanging out, uh, I assume, and I've heard you talk about this a little bit before, but before you guys started dating, so I, there was a point of, of building a friendship right. that kind of existed in, in between that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we would, uh, there, you know, college ministry is interesting. There was all of these activities always going on. And this is, we actually met early in the fall. So there was like all the, the back to school stuff that were right. happening. And so there was always something going on every night that we could go hang out and play ultimate Frisbee or, you know, yeah. we, I lived in a, a house outside of town and we always had our, the, the guys that lived there, we always had like a 
campfire every night in our front yard. And so people would always come over almost every night and hang out and uh, play guitar and darts or whatever it was, you know, that we, we had some sort of activities going on. So there was always that opportunity. Um, I think we went to a mute math concert one time. That was a oh, big, yeah. big turning point in our, in our relationship. So, well, the re- I mean, the reason I, I point that out and, and Lindsay and I's story is similar where there was a period of time where we were building friendship. It, it does. It's interesting to me that it seems more and more like dating happens kind of in a vacuum. Um, yeah. I think with the advent of social media, I mean, when you and I were at that time of our lives, I remember like, I remember in college, I don't even know if anybody's going to recognize this, but, uh, but the social media, I don't even know if you call it that yeah. was AOL instant messenger. Yeah. And you would get somebody's screen name and you could talk to them that way. But there was there. So there was, yeah. I mean, so I was, this is an interesting, I was talking to with one of our, uh, armor bear students t- today, this morning and part of his focus of study is the history of social media, which I laughed wow. out loud at because I was like, yeah. <laughs> my freshman year of college is when Facebook came out. That's right. And like we, I had to have an SFA email to even log into yeah. Facebook. And I, I probably did that and then added Ashley and we started sending, you know, instant messages to each other or whatever. And I was like, that's crazy that there's enough yeah. history now that they would have a there's a, a history focus of, of study. <laughs> it's a history of social media, you know, which is nuts. But I think people, I mean, I think that was such an important in terms of, so I mean, when you're dating um, or, or when you're looking to date, I mean, so much of what's important is their character and what are they like around friends and, right. I, you know, friendship is, is the foundation and a, and a, a basis for a relationship. And I think it's, I just think it's increasingly get, getting more difficult because people are interacting online and then and then jumping kind of right into dating relationships. I'm not saying this ha- this is the only way it happens anymore for sure, but I think it's increasingly getting that way. I think it's it's more challenging because, you know, who somebody is really comes out in right. friendship in and in groups of yeah. people and I just think those spaces it's are harder and harder to get into. I yeah, that's interesting. that's interesting because um and what's funny is that Ashley and I have like two different dates. And when we say that we officially started dating, like they're within like a month or two different, you know, of like in my, my well, who's, perspective. Who's earlier and who's it, later? I'm totally earlier. I'm like, <laughs> we were hanging out every night. We were like, we were a thing. And she's like, no, not officially until this date or whatever. Um, but it's because it was like so much of our lives are kind of intertwined and, and hanging out in those groups of people and doing these activities, uh, that it, it kind of gets foggy, but those moments that, like you said, that's when you really begin to know somebody, you know, yeah. it's not just a stat sheet on a screen saying, this is who this person is. Yeah. So I, I need to know, I mean, I mentioned at the, at the top of the show that we both, we both married way up. And so we had to, we had to pull out some of our best, oh. some of our best stuff to, uh, to try to impress. Did you, did you have any moments where you, I mean, like, well, Kendall, let me just pull pull a rabbit out of your Let me enlighten you a little bit on something. (laughs) You know, I I didn't have to have any kind of like special lines or moves or anything like that because I was in a band. Oh, (laughs) that was your special I'm on on stage and I'm like (laughs) the center of attention, you know, you know, you get a cool haircut and all the things that band people do. 
And uh, that just that just brings them towards you. You just can't. You have to fight them off. This is this is an important point where we need to jump in and we need to talk a little bit about your cool haircut <laughs> uh, because because I don't have it anymore. I can tell you that. Yeah, people people <laughs> won't see that now. But there was at one point there was a version of Blake Russell with the bleached uh tips yeah that, that was that would be that was that was earlier than this but yeah that okay, was closer so that, to the 90s when so that that's was not more the man thing. that ashley met no i by this time she calls it like a faux hawk it wasn't really oh, wow it was just kind of yes. done up a little bit in the front <laughs> when there was still hair there to do up it was uh, a church leader faux hawk yeah yeah it wasn't like full on yeah 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 but you know i've mentioned this in other podcasts whenever we went to nashville they said well you look like you're a band and i think maybe that's what they were talking about yeah for sure but you've also said that you've dressed i mean i'm looking at you now in your yeah. collared shirt and jeans and boots and you said you dressed the same that, way that was since pretty you were much, yeah basically dressing yourself so how does yeah. that get along with bleached hair and faux hawks? Well, that was those those two looks went together for a little while. You know, okay. the, the fit of the jeans has probably changed oh, over time. Yeah. Okay, uh, but you know, I'm gonna wear plaid shirts and button downs, and that's 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 been cool since well, I'd say that's been cool. That was cool back in 2003. So it's I'm just gonna keep translating that <laughs> for the next 20 years. I just think it's really important that our audience understands when. You know, when Ashley first laid eyes on you, what was she looking at? I mean, what Blake Russell was she looking at? This uh, well, there's photos floating around. Faux hog. No, yeah, that, you know who is this it, guy? That that was what he was trying to figure out. You know what's interesting? <laughs> he was lost. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to make it worse. You know what's interesting is that at the time when we met, I had actually dropped out of college too. And oh so, wow! Uh, yeah, so I I I was in. Uh, I came into college not expecting to finish college because I. This is kind of jumping back to the story I had before. I kind of right. thought I'd go into music and, but college was just kind of buying some time until I sorted that out, and that right. all kind of came crashing down. And so, uh, I did not spend a lot of time in class the first couple of years of college because I was out. I was traveling and just wasn't a lot of motivation, and uh, that caught up with me. And so, uh, SFA pretty much said, "Hey." you're going to have to like get your act together or don't come back to school. Yeah. You know, we're going to put you on probation or whatever the term was. And I was like, you know what? I probably just need to not be in school right now before you kick me out. Let me just go ahead and remove myself (laughs) and, uh, and just recalibrate and figure out what I need to do. So actually that there was a year time there when Ashley and I first started dating that I was, out of school completely. Did she know that? Oh yeah, she. Yeah, no, I, 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 I pretended to go to class every day. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. actually that yeah. is part of my story. I pretended to have a class well, to interact with Lindsay. We'll get into that yeah. another, uh, maybe another time. But uh, anyway, so uh, it's it's amazing that she continued to date me, and her parents continued to let her date the guy that was a oh man. This is where we need Ashley out. here. I wonder if she. I wonder what level of detail she shared with her parents. <laughs> Probably not. Hey a lot. guys, I'm I'm dating this musician. Yeah, probably probably the bare out. minimum. Yeah, I don't. Even, they may not even know that to this day that I was not in school at the time. But I did go back to school and I did get my degree and recalibrate and I had pretty decent grades after I came back in. But I had to I had to get focused. That's so. right. And I, th- and that's interesting. I think that's that's a lot of people's story is that that coming out of out of high school. Yeah, in those first couple of years, is it can be disorienting, and people trying to figure out which direction they're going to go, and 
So yeah. those first few years can be, it can really be hard. Yeah. To get I mean, you come, you come into it either not having a clue what you want to do, or you have an idea of what you want to do that doesn't pan out. And, and like, for me, I came in with an idea of what I wanted to do that had nothing to do with college. And so it's like, I'll be an undecided, you know, <laughs> and that's what I was for a while until they were like, you got to pick a major. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I still don't, they don't have Christian musician as a major at SFA. So, uh, I had I got an A in political science last semester. Let's go with that. And that's I became a political science major for a little while until I realized I don't like to sit around and argue all day long with people. And uh, <laughs> then started doing very poorly in school. <laughs> so had to do some some more changes there. So you know it's funny when my dad loves this story, but it's the same kind of deal. You, okay, pick a major. And I'm I remember I'm in high school. I'm looking at the list. And I had friends that had pretty clear ideas of what they wanted to be when they grew up, right, you know, sort right. of thing. And at that point, I was, I was still very early in thinking out what does a call to ministry look like. I mean, I have no idea what that looks like. It, the The idea of going to a Christian college and then a seminary and kind right, of that route yeah. would never even entered my mind. I just went, okay. I mean, I, I know I'm going to go to tech and I kind of always known that I, that was, that was something I was looking forward to doing, but I don't know what I'm going to study. What is a, what is someone who wants to be in the ministry study? And so I kind of looked at the list and thought about it and thought about it. And, uh, I just, just finally went, you know what? I'll just do what my dad does. Like yeah. that's, that's easy. I'll just do what my dad does. Well, my dad's a petroleum engineer. Yeah. Okay. And I remember telling dad this. And what's funny is I don't, I didn't realize it in the moment, but he tells this story and just thinks it's hysterical. But I tell dad, okay, I'm going to, I think I'm going to be a a petroleum engineer. And he kind of pauses and it's like, (laughs) well, okay. I mean, are you sure? You know, he knows what being an engineer is like, yeah. and he knows me and clear, like, it's like that may not be not, the fit. Right yeah, fit. From the very beginning, dad knows this is not going to work well. So, but we go through, you know, the last thing a parent's going to do in that moment is go, no, that's right. a bad idea. Yeah. You know, if this is you, what you think you want to do, well, let's do it. So we go to, we go to tech and it's like the freshman, I don't, it was before we moved in, but it was like the freshman orientation thing where you're going to visit and you, you meet. It's like a preview type deal. Yeah, I think it was a preview. So we weren't quite in school yet, but it was the summer before. And you go to the specific college that you're, uh, that you're going to be enrolled in and you meet the professors and do that sort of thing. So we go to the engineering, uh, the petroleum engineering school. And the first thing they do is they put you through a, a personality test. So you meet some professors right. or whatever, and then they put you through this, this little skills assessment, personality test. And then every student, cause it's a, it was a, at, when I was going through, it was a pretty small program in terms of, of freshmen that are entering in. And so then you sit down with an advisor within that, within that school and they go over the results and uh, dad, this, this is where he just gets rolling laughing because they're going over these results with me. This guy's sitting in there. And the guy's pretty perplexed by <laughs> like the same reasons that dad thought this is not going to work are the same reasons this, this poor advisor right. sitting there with my, you know, my sheet that's talking about my skills and the things that I want to do and, uh, and who I am. And he, and he looks at that sheet and I'll, I'll never forget. He says, well, 
we don't normally have this kind of student <laughs> Even in our get petroleum the, yeah. engineering department. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's when I knew this probably isn't going to yeah. last long. But it was like you were saying, I mean, it's like I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, you had no idea. You don't and have any sure perspective. Enough, it lasted one whole semester. One whole semester. And I got into my first petroleum engineering class and uh, and then kind of started looking at what I was going to have to study after that. And it was like, this is for sure not for me. And I think I ended up changing within within less than two years. I think I changed majors three times. Wow. Just trying to figure, figure out, out. Yeah. where where I belonged and where I fit. And somehow I ended up in public relations. Loved it. Not Still not sure that that was, <laughs> that yeah. was some road to prepare me for pastoral ministry. But ended up having a having a good time there but it's funny how you just go through this process of uh of figuring things out and uh so anyway so you guys are friends uh for that period of time back to our back to yeah. our stories yeah. and then begin dating and from there like no breakups no I mean just from there just straight straight to wedding bells uh yeah you know more or less yeah yeah there are a few times that she tried to break up with me I was like no that's not what you really want <laughs> And, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't what you'd assume. <laughs> it wasn't like I was being a, a turkey or anything. It was just like, anyway. I love that. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not what you want. Yeah. I, you know, we are not going to give our wives a fair shot here. They're going to have to come back and do their own episode. Where well, they no, I was gonna say, going to say, no, on. that's, we can't allow them to do that. This is, <laughs> a, this is our version. Uh, but I, that's so funny. I would love to hear Ashley's, uh, Ashley's perspective. So, uh, on that. so you mentioned uh, tech, and so obviously, that's where you and Lindsay met in the barren wasteland out there. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that in itself is an interesting story. So, kind of, kind of, how that how that happen? Well, so I, I mean, I can get into a little bit. I, we're we're running short on time. We may have to we may have to get into more of this uh, later on. But the 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 long and the short of it is, we had a mutual friend. And that I so Lindsay was in Spain. Okay. She was studying in Spain. Lindsay uh, loves Spanish. Ended up majoring in Spanish. Uh, got her master's degree in linguistics because she loved to teach. Uh, she she taught uh, English uh, to foreign language students. Just loves language. And uh, anyway, so she spent a semester in Spain studying Spanish. So great thing to do yeah. if you're going to learn Spanish. That's a great place. It's a great place. There's lots of Spanish. You're not going to go to like Ireland to, to right, practice right. Spanish. Right, So she went to the right place. So over that semester, my roommates and I, we had started an organization, a student organization, and one of the people that was really helping us do that and that was real involved with us was uh, one of Lindsay's really good friends mm-hmm. uh, that she knew from high school. Lindsay's from Azel, which is around the Fort Worth, Weatherford area. And anyway, so we became, our group of friends kind of got close with what would be her group of friends. She wasn't there at the time. Yeah. Uh, over that semester and just started hanging out a lot and and then over the over the summer. And so when Lindsay came back, she was going to, uh, she was going to be roommates with this girl. So when she came back a little bit before school started in the summer, she just kind of naturally fell into, uh, into that group. And I remember meeting her for the first time. It was it was one of those I you know, she I I met her and we just hit it off really really quickly. Uh and I told my roommate pretty early on just like 
I think that's the girl I want right. to marry. You know, and whatever we yeah. mean when we say, <laughs> say because that. Because you, you're so wise at that age. Yeah, to know exactly. that's right. right. That's right. We talked about that the other day. Man, we got married at 21 and we knew nothing, but <laughs> there we went. So so anyway, that's uh, that's how we met. Now, we have, and, and I think we're okay. I'll, t- I'll try to tell these you stories. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll tell these stories quickly. But uh, so we became friends. We hung out quite a bit. And I'm crazy about her from day one. She was not convinced. Lindsay has this rule or had this rule. She doesn't still have it. <laughs> but she had this rule where she was not going to date anybody younger. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what you th- what you know what you think about that rule. I think it's kind of silly. But um, <laughs> anyway, she was not going to date anybody younger. Well, I'm only eight months younger than her. But we were in different, technically in different grades, which what does grades matter when you're in college? But she still well, had this rule. It, yeah. It doesn't matter now. It kind of still is fresh when you're just into college, you know. Yeah, it's but like, we weren't. I mean, this was her, she was going into her senior year. I was a junior. Yeah. So this is, yeah. come on. Yeah. We don't need that That's rule okay. anymore. Yeah. But she had that rule, which she says actually helped me because, uh, because she knew I was younger. I was immediately in, uh, in the friend zone. So I, I wasn't, wasn't even qualified to be, I, I wasn't even, more. I wasn't yeah. even qualified, but I was crazy about her. And the very next semester, the fall semester after, uh, after I'd gotten to know her a little bit and hung out in the summer, I had this online class, which is shocking that there's such thing that there's like a computer online class right, yeah. at that point. Uh, it was, it was when those first started out and the way it worked is you had to go to class the very first day and you sat in the class the very first day, but then the rest of the class you would you would work online and yeah. and kind of go uh, at your own pace and then you would then towards the end of the semester you'd bring your stuff back in okay so I go to the class it's an eight a.m. class the first time it's an eight a.m. class but it's only going to happen once right well I have an eight a.m. and a ten a.m. and so I go to my eight a.m. I go to the student center now tech is massive I mean this the campus is massive there's thousands of kids I mean it's huge right. so the odds of you running across people that you know and whatever. I mean, it's pretty slim. Yeah. And uh, so especially going to the student center, which is this massive building. So I go and oh my goodness, I bump into Hmm. Lindsay Black. I could not believe it. There she is. You know, this girl that I'm crazy about. I've been developing some friendship and made some ground, but now summer's over and then there she is. Yeah. Well, we get to talking and... We hang out for that first little, for that, that hour. And she tells me that she's got a break every day or whatever it was, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever the day of the class was from, <laughs> she's got an 8am class and a, and a 10am class. So she's going to be there and, and do some studying there. Well, that was the only day that that was going to actually happen for me. Right. Yeah. But you better believe not anymore though. Not anymore. <laughs> you better believe that I'm going to show up every Monday, Wednesday, Friday or whatever it was at 8 a.m. with my backpack on just like I did the first day. Cause if, if I do that, then I get to hang out with her right. and it's not this obvious thing. Like mm-hmm. it's a little bit covert and I'm just going to get to spend time You're with like, her. So that entire semester, uh, I pretended like I had that yeah. 8 a.m. class just to get a few, Minutes of and that's in. that's like the long play to try to like change her mind about dating this young whippersnapper, you know. You know, I didn't actually know about the young thing until after <laughs> we started dating, and wow. she kind of took. 
she basically was telling me the uh, the underdog version, like how did I actually make it? And uh, and she said the thing that helped you was the friend the friend zone thing that I just saw you as a friend and my guard was completely down, so we got to know each other really easily. There were none of those walls, but I'll tell you the, uh, the and th- and this will be the last story I'll tell, and then we'll shut it down. But um, the killer, so I got to be her friend over that semester, and the final blow. The, you know, I'm dying. I'm at this point where I just can't take anymore. I'm crazy about this girl. I have no idea how she feels about me, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall apart or yeah. move on. Like I got to move on or whatever. So I kind of get to this point and the, the uh, straw that breaks the camel's back. I could tell you where I was in Lubbock. I was driving and, uh, and she calls, which was, I was pumped. She calls <laughs> and she asked my advice for this other guy that wanted oh. to take her on a date. And she wanted to know whether I thought that she could go on this date or not. And it was a crushing moment. But I thought, okay, I've got it. I've got it. This is like a big test, though. I oh, mean. it was a massive test because I thought, I've got to keep my integrity here. And I don't see anything. I mean, there's nothing she's telling me that's wrong with it, you know, that I would really reasonably say you shouldn't go on the date. So I said, I, yeah, I don't, I think you should go. I think you should go, whatever. So, I told her that I hung up the phone. I thought that's it. It, it. It's over. Well, my parents were in town. This is really funny. My mom's <laughs> such a hero. And, uh, my parents were in town. We went to the football game and then the next day they were taking me to IHOP. Cause that's what parents do. Parents feed <laughs> you well when you come into town. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sharing this with my, with my mom and dad and just like, I'm crushed. You know, she's, uh, it's, it's over. She's chasing this other guy and, or this other guy chasing her, whatever it's over. And mom kind of just gets this little fire in her bones. And she goes, well, have you told her how you feel? <laughs> and right there over my pancakes, I realize, you fool, you never <laughs> told her how you What feel. did you expect? What did you expect? So I kind of said, well, no. <laughs> and mom goes, well, you got to tell her what you feel. And I'm this hopeless romantic. So it's just, it's not like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to plan that out. And then right. maybe in a week or two, it's like, I'm calling, calling her, her right today. <laughs> and I called her and she, I said, what are you doing tonight? She said, well, I'm going to church. I said, no, you're not. You're not going to church. <laughs> We're having a conversation. And I poured out my heart and she turns out she felt the same way. Okay. And I, I thought was, that she'd be like, thank you. Yeah. And then walk away. <laughs> thank you. But no, thank you. But, no, it turned out good for me. But anyway, that's the story. The, the, our, well, I'll tell our first date story another time because I immediately fell flat on my face on our actual first date. Wow. Um, but that's, that's how we, uh, that's how we met. So there Det- we go. Determination, you know, pure determination and, uh, and the power of God. Yeah. <laughs> cause that's, I, that's, cause yeah. without it, I Absolutely. would have never won her over. Anyway, it just, uh, it's funny. I, I love hearing those stories. Uh, Blake, thanks for, thanks for sharing. We'll have to, We'll see how this turns out. Yeah, we'll see if we're in trouble or not. But if you want our wives' perspective, you'll have to ask them. We're certainly not going to let them tell the true story uh, in public. That wouldn't do. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I hope that that's been uh, at least entertaining for you. And uh, and thanks for for listening. As always, if you've got things that you want to uh, hear us talk about, uh, different topics, different questions, we're trying to drum up some interest in a Q&A kind of podcast, maybe sort of like a rapid fire sort of deal. So... If you want to send in questions, uh, you can do so at STC. Send us an email, STC at FredoniaHill.org. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, we'll, be able to, we'll be able to see those. And thanks for your feedback. Let us know what, what your thoughts are. 
and we will see you in the next episode. See ya. Adios. <laughs>